Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, one of the most significant events in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever would believe on him would not perish, but shall have everlasting life. He was born for our salvation. He was crucified for our salvation. He was raised up on the third day for our salvation. And now we are celebrating who he is and that he's not only come to the world, but he has come to our lives. Use the opportunity of this season to invite someone to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen to these messages today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word as we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can go to every culture in the world, even those that may be uh, in some place that have been isolated from everybody else in the world, you will find that they're worshiping something outside of themselves. We all have this innate desire to worship. They may worship a tree. They may worship an animal. They may worship their ancestors, but everybody is looking to worship. But who are you going to worship? Are you seeking to be fulfilled this morning because Maybe your life is empty and you need to worship. We're unfulfilled when we cannot answer the most basic question that a person can ask. And that question is, what is the meaning of my life and why am I here and why am I existing? What is my life going to be like or what is the end of my life is going to be? Am I significant? Do I have any significance at all? We conclude our own understanding that the reason that we exist is to be happy. That's what everybody wants to do. Everybody want to be happy. In fact, when we're not happy, we start messing up other stuff. We want to get unmarried because we're not happy anymore. We leave our jobs because we're not happy at work. We change our careers. We, We go get another car because we're not happy with the one we have. And looking at some of y'all's cars, I understand. I'm just kidding. Everyone wants to be happy. And people will try anything and almost everything for their happiness. Some people look for happiness by acquiring possessions. They just get more stuff. Get all you can get. If if getting stuff will make you happy, the rich folks will be happy. Some people look for happiness by experiencing pleasure. Partying, sex, drugs, entertainment. They're looking for that so they could be happy. Some look for happiness by gaining prestige and power. They want political office. You know, there could be somebody who's rich and got hotels and resorts all over the world, but they're not happy. They want prestige and power, so they'll run for president. They weren't happy with what they had. So they'll say, I need something else. But everybody's looking to try to be happy. But real happiness coming from understanding, comes from understanding your purpose in life. And your purpose in life is to worship God. There are only one way to fulfill that happiness, and that's to find Christ in your life. Because the Bible tells us no matter who we are, where we come from, Whether we're rich or poor, no matter what our race or culture or class is, 
The Bible tells us that we all have one thing in common. It is appointed unto us once to die. And then after you die, then the judgment. So no matter who you are, I asked uh, the other day, I asked a group, I said, how do you define success? And I said, this is how I define success. I define success by making it to heaven. You can do everything else you want to, but Jesus put it this way. So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul? That's what Jesus was saying. Duh, if he was talk like we talk. He would say, duh, you gain the whole world and then lose your soul. You, You just don't have a clue about eternity. So Jesus came to earth as a man and lived the perfect life and died for our sins and rose from the dead so he can give us eternal life. And he says, that's happiness. He offered us forgiveness and fulfillment. He offered us peace and happiness. And once we recognize that we were sinners and we give our life to Jesus Christ, then he becomes the king of our lives and the Lord of our lives. The first thing that wise men do is to seek the Lord. The Bible tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. If that's where wisdom starts when you fear God. He says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Wise men seek him. King Herod was enraged when he met these magi. He met these men coming in. He was enraged and he asked, where is he who's born the king of the Jews? Who's been born the king? I'm the king. Who else is supposed to be king around here besides me? And how can he be born a king when I had to struggle to become the king? I had to walk over people. I had to kill a couple of people to take this job. And he's going to be born a king? Who is he? Nobody's a king when they're born. Herod was beside himself, but he kept calm. And he tried to make a deal with the Magi. When you find him, just come and tell me where he is so I can worship him. But the Magi was wise beyond measure because God was speaking to them. God said, he said, uh, an angel of the Lord, the Lord spoke to them and said, now uh, Herod is up to something. So don't go back to him. You better go home another way. They knew enough through the supernatural means that Herod was lying to them, and now they had a choice. Am I going to serve and accommodate the king, or am I going to serve God? If they served Herod, he might reward them greatly. Jesus was just a baby. He he doesn't have anything to give to me. But uh, here's the king, and he wants us to side with him. And uh, if we go back to him, he may reward us. We may have political ties. We may be able to move back and forth in this country. And that's a choice that we always have to make. Are we going to serve God, or are we going to serve the king of this world? Maybe they can have the best of both worlds. We can worship the king and then go back, worship the baby, then go back and talk to the king. But they said, no, we will not have our cake and eat it too. That's not what they did. They went to worship this little baby. God warned them in a dream and they were faithful to serve God regardless of the danger of disobeying King Herod. Wise men still serve him 
Are you serving him? That's the first question. He's called you to do something. You know, we just heard from a young lady today who said, her father spoke to her and said, I believe God wants us to start this service to kids with autism. God will speak to you too about something that he wants you to do to serve him. You first seek him and then you serve him. Wise men seek him, wise men serve him, and then wise men worship him. These men had taken a long journey with one purpose in mind, and that purpose was to worship the one who was born the king of the Jews. And they came to worship the son of God. And they did it with confidence. They did it with hope. Look at some of their language when they came. They said, where is the one who has been born the king of the Jews? They came a long way. They weren't just coming on a lick and a promise. They said, we know that he's being born. We know this. How do we know this? I don't know how they knew that. They saw the star. It means something to them. God spoke to them through nature. And they said, we know he's here. We know he's somewhere. We're following him. They didn't just set out for a leisurely ride in the desert and show up at Jerusalem and said, we heard something might be in this area. What's what's happening? Show me what's going on. No, they said, we know there's a king and he's been born and we're, we're here to find him. They brought with them expensive gifts, gifts that were fit for a king. They brought gold, a gift of wealth for royalty. He's a royal king. They brought frankincense, a gift for a man living a hard-working life. They knew he was going to not just be royalty, but he's going to come up through the ranks of a hard-working man. They brought myrrh, a gift suited for one's burial. They knew that he's going to be born and his death is going to be significant for us. They brought expensive gifts because they knew they were worshiping a king. Wise men still worship him. Are you a wise man or woman? Are you going to spend time worshiping him? Now, I'm not talking about just coming to church. See, you can attend church and still not worship him. Worshiping him is rendering your life to him and allowing him to have control of your life and be the Lord of your life. Worship involved praising God in both our speaking and both our singing and our lifestyle. Worship involved hearing the word of God and obedience to the word of God so that he can change our lives and we can grow spiritually. Worship involved giving our gifts to the Lord, whatever they might be. Our gold, our silver, our talent, our time, our resources, and our heart. So how are you doing in your worship? Are you taking time to praise and to confess and to study and to grow? He wants that out of our lives. Are you giving generously of your time, extravagantly to God in work, our act of giving in our worship? Wise men seek him, wise men serve him, and wise men worship him. I pray that uh, we in this church will be a church of wise men and wise women, that we seek him with all of our heart, 
that we serve him, that we worship him as he lead us every day. In this season where we are focusing on the birth of Christ, now I know Jesus was not born on December the 25th, but I do know he was born. When somebody come up to you and say, he wasn't born in December yet, but he was born and we're going to celebrate his birth. So this is as good a time as any. Tell him it's as good a time as any to celebrate the birth of Christ that he came. And not only did he come then, he came again into my life and he changed my life. So he was born in me and I was born in him. Let's go all out in this season of sharing the good news of the birth of Christ and what it means to us. I pray that he will lead us every day to become more and more of his growing family of believers, being transformed into his likeness, and that he is the one that we worship. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message for the season. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring peace to bring salvation and bring his joy into our lives and to our heart. We sing joy to the world. This year has been a tumultuous year. Many of us do not have the joy of the Lord in us today. We may not have the peace of God in our hearts right now because of all the things that have been going on around us. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is still seeking to save those who are lost He's still bringing his joy and he's still bringing his peace to every one of us who will turn our hearts toward him and invite him into our lives and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. He was born so that we can be born again and have a new life in Christ Jesus. I invite you to be our guest at the light of the world. We are meeting in person on Sundays. For more information or if you have a prayer request, call us at 281-964-1393. That's 281-964-1393. I also invite you to join us online each Sunday at 10 a.m. at lowcf.org. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call us if you need church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, Bibles or books, or study material. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.